0: Hi, before we get started I should probably tell you that we were attacked by some sort of technical gremlin who has managed to wipe the last 15 minutes of the podcast today so you'll suddenly hear poor Scott cut out and then I'll take over solo to do the bit that he did but funnier. Apologies for that but we figured it was better to give you three quarters of a podcast and a bit tacked on than nothing at all. Cheers. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. The podcast that features more holes than the Rangers centre-back pairing. This week on Heart and Hand, we're back by Unpopular Demand. So, welcome to Heart and Hand the Rangers podcast. My name is David Edgar, I am your host, and I'm joined this week, as always, by Dr. Stanley Unwin.
1: Uh, ooh, uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, uh. No, only kidding, folks. No, it's Scott. Uh, yay! Although they probably, well,
0: they probably uh, thought it was Stanley Unwin.
1: Yeah, probably wished it was.
0: The 25 people who know who Stanley Unwin is,
1: they'd still probably prefer it was him. <laughs> Even the people who.
0: Yeah. I think uh, there's, a, there's always that moment when people listen in and they hear my voice, they go, oh, great, okay, there's David. And then they wait for Cami, and it's not Cami; it's you, and they go, ah, oh, all right.
1: I know. It's not even Mark.
0: No, I mean, it's not. Well, they would have known it was Mark by now, because in the background they would have heard, it's like when Darth Vader's walking down a corridor, you You, know, that is true. You, you know he's, he's on his way.
1: At least some folk escaped from his death star.
0: <laughs> exactly, at least he turned quite well at the end, but uh, up to that point, not so much. Right, uh, quite a bit to talk about this week, so let's crack on. Um, first things first, I, I think it would be remiss to get to the first game of the season and be caught up in the understandable excitement of a new season, but it's, it's not just like any other season. It's uh, the journey's over, and uh, now the mission begins as the club, the club would have it, and it's a bigger game than I think many games against Hamilton would be and, and many season openers have been for for a conflicting and, and strange brew of emotions
1: I think um, listeners will know that we were there at the hedge in Brecon yeah, we were two days we had a licence to play I think on the Thursday um, and, it, and it seems so long ago <laughs> it does seems, it seems and,
0: a lifetime ago
1: four years we've had to suffer and we are back we we didn't come back through sanctions or lodging any petitions in court. We played our way back, which means a lot to everybody. Mm. And we've arrived, thankfully, at one stage. I think we are talking about this maybe maybe last week, I don't know. But I was certainly talking to my dad about this. Before the good guys took over last March, there was a spell, the Ottoman winter just before that, when I think some of us saw door closing, maybe forever, I think. And I'm sure the pods at that time reflected that. There was no hope. On the pitch, there was no hope off the pitch. The board were at it. There was no good guys. The weather had turned terrible. Fans were drifting off, do you remember? Mm-hmm. We're down to 20,000 or less. And I think, as an upbeat optimist, same as yourself, we've always in this pod tried to keep everybody going through this. There was, a, there was moments when things looked as if they may end in a, in a way that seemed impossible. And so now that we're not only fighting fit and back in the top division, but we've got a manager like we do, a board and chairman who our fans like us and the umpteen changes that have gone on in terms of personnel Um, it's incredible that we've not only arrived back but actually in semi-decent fetal it's it's emotional and I think our, our fans will feel the same way we do
0: Yeah I mean when it all happened it was a strange experience because I think we'd sort of alluded to it at the time it wasn't really anything that we hadn't if you like been preparing for because we'd known for years, the way the club was headed and the situation that unfortunately had been placed in by the people who ran it. But you never thought it would come to what it did. And I think living through it, it becomes a reality, you know, and it becomes a day-to-day thing and it's hard to see the wood for the trees and you just got on with the struggle. Whereas I think if you ever took a step back from it, you would go, holy fuck, what is going on? Rangers are in Division 3. And it was this strange thing where you just... Had to keep going. You couldn't let it get on top of you because we were getting booted from everywhere. I mean, there was the witless glee in the media as they told us before we'd been charged with anything that we were how we were going to be punished, what was going to happen to, it. and then you had the other the fans of the other clubs storming in, um, which will never be forgotten incidentally. And you really knew that everyone was against you. Then the board, you know, the, the board were just. This venal, horrible shower of bastards who were there to to get everything they possibly could out of the club without a care about the future of the club. And people like Mike actually sucking the blood out of us at all points. In that, it, it, it was kind of like in you know the old, uh, if you ever watch or read Roman history, it was. The Ranger support, if you like, most of them, there's always one or two tits on the outside, but let's not try and make out because they make a lot of noise on social media, the majority. We all just put our backs to each other and we formed a, a phalanx and we said, right, okay, form a square and just keep moving. <laughs> and we were getting attacked by all sides, but we protected each other and we got through it and it was all we could do. And then, of course, you know, the new board came in and they gave us hope and they gave us a decent team and they gave us a great manager and, and all of that adds up to the fact that everybody who walked this journey over the last four years and kept saying and kept each other saying and kept the club going and kept the light at the end of the tunnel firmly in their eyes and just kept going and saying, no, this is not going to happen to our club, we are going to get back, and if it means us as a support need to get our balls booted on a constant basis, uh, then fine, we'll take it. And now we're back, and hopefully we're back and in a position where we'll be able to dole out a few of the ball kickings ourselves, Uh, and I must admit that as someone who never really bothered about the Diddy Clubs before, there will come a point where we can do some of them, not all of them, but some of them, a bad turn. And when that moment comes, Scott, I hope we do it. We won't stab them in the back, we'll do it in the front, metaphorically, before you know I get lifted. When that time comes, Diddy Clubs, for us to be able to do you a bad turn, we will do it and we will fucking laugh.
1: At one stage, that light at the end of the tunnel seemed like an oncoming train, um, as the old joke goes, but we, we got there. A- I mean, the most exciting yet personally um, strange time that I had was, was last March, maybe when the build up to the EGM. Because personally, um, things went weren't great, but every day that the build up to it, more and more people coming to our set, more shares, and it was incredible feeling that everyone out there listening to this will know is when it started to become clear that we were going to win the EGM. Yeah, it was just—it's hard to describe. It's just, it just—it was the only good thing if we hadn't had bad luck for about two and a half to three years, we wouldn't have had any at all. No. And it was remarkable that things were turning around and that's why the only the only negative aspect going into this game against Hamilton is that a lot of people already, and you've touched on this, David, for four years this pod, five years, that we are Rangers, okay? We're not like other clubs. Thanks for the trophy, when's the next one going to get one? But already there are people I think you're forgetting too quickly. They're talking about why haven't we got a massive budget? Can't we spend a million pounds a player? Why haven't we got three players for every position? Yeah, you're one of them. No, not at all. Yes, I, you bloody are. Uh, why did we buy her? We're
0: not as good as we think we are. He's piss. That's you, that is.
1: Yeah, a lot of our players are pish, but I don't think we should spend a million replacing them. I know we haven't got any money.
0: Ah, um, right, okay then. We'll like, give, the, well, give season... the gaffer a break then, for Christ's sake. Do you send your missus out to Lidl, and then when she comes back and go, this steak's a bit kind of yeah. pissy. Lidl's steaks are great. We love we love Aldi No, um, the manager's fantastic By the way, by the way We love yeah. Aldi That's why you were always lower Giffnock
1: When I was in proper Giffnock Well, that's true I'm in a housing estate in the end yeah. So I bolted on the end Yeah. Oh, lower Giffnock, Braid Bar hmm. Well, you know um, Anyway, I love the manager What I'm saying is People are questioning war chests We never had a war chest nah. A year and a half ago We almost didn't have a club <laughs> Yes I think people should maybe realise that there's no war chest and anything you see getting spent, that's these banners at the stadium, the paint, the folk doing all the fixing up jobs, that's where the money's gone. Mm. Um I wouldn't go into Season with Wilson and Kieran at the back. Mm. But nor would I expect us to buy away out of trouble, we haven't got any money. So people are saying things like, Oh, Philip Cinderos, he didn't it didn't end well at his last club. Who do you propose we get? Mm. I mean, who do people think was going to, is gonna come? Rafa Varan? Yeah,
0: really? <laughs> exactly. I think that as well that that goes goes up my arse sideways as well. I have to admit, it's like, oh, surely we can find a million pounds for a, a player. Well, no, we, we can. Who do you, How do you get these wages are getting paid? And they always say things like, oh, we've got you know forty two thousand season tickets paid, and that's great, and it pays some of the bills, but it doesn't pay anyone near all of them. And the fact is that these guys that are putting in money. It's always uh, the likes that oh, your well, king should put in money. You know, at the end of the day, I don't feel comfortable saying to someone you should subsidise my dream that i can't afford yeah. the club should try and sustain itself and if we are fortunate enough to have a benefactor who wants to put money in that's great but we've seen what happened when you get reliant on that before um and you begin to treat someone as god and find out and they end up that not only are they god they are fucking fallible and i, I just don't think it's healthy so I, if it means that we need to go in with the the dodgy centre back partnership, then you know I can I can live with that. I don't think that's that's necessarily worth it And
1: and if we don't, it'll be a free transfer. Yeah. See, so we do bring someone in to challenge Wilson and Cunin. It, it's not going to be from the top drawer. People have to stop the thing about oh, he's not from the EPL. No, because the wages are a hundred million pounds a second. Yes. It, people have to accept what it is, and I think you know, some of some names like Philip Senderos and. and uh, that's what it when an the SPL and we haven't got any money. Mm. So people should, as it happens, turning to the game on Saturday, and this is a lovely little clunky segue okay. into the game, uh, uh, Wilson won't be playing as he has got a suspension.
0: Correct.
1: Right. And Clint Hill has got a ah on his knee. Mm. So it looks like we are going to have the ball drop Kieran on his own. And I don't know about you, but I reckon Lee Wallace will flit into the middle. And Hudson will probably play left back. That's my guess for Saturday.
0: I think that's a, a realistic shot. Although the argument might be you would lose a lot in an attacking sense. It maybe would balances, uh, you know, for the first game back to not have the two full backs bombing on so much. But but time will tell. But I'd also like to touch on something Scott said there. I'm not going to get any details, but Scott said you know he was going through a tough time, and some of you might remember that he was off the pod for a couple of weeks, and it. I just want to say, mate, that I really admired, you know, the way that you did that because taking those oestrogen pills um, on your way to make the the transformation, I thought was remarkable. And it was it was just a shame that you know it didn't take.
1: Uh, and now, I mean, to be honest, it's a halfway house that no one's happy with.
0: No, no, uh, which has pretty much been your status as a pod member.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was going to say it's neither fish nor fowl, but it is pretty bloody fowl. Hey, hey.
0: see, you can't beat that. That's the kind of humour that you just don't get in your modern podcast.
1: Not the, is not with the youngsters now. Not with the young with their shoes. Uh, but no socks. No socks. Shorn, bleaching their own anuses. Mm. Steaming their and fannies.
0: Up. That's another one.
1: Yeah, um, they went back to front or sideways baseball caps. Mm.
0: The only time I was a steamed fanny was after eight pints. Exactly. I admit we're probably after three, generally.
1: Well, there'd been a fanny, but (laughs) pints weren't really that important. No, that's a fanny. Fanny anyway, really. Uh, We
0: should talk about the Burnley game. Um, Do we have to? Bloody hell. (laughs) Wow. That was an
1: eye-opener, no mistake. That first half hour was really, really frightening. Yeah. We get ripped to Pieces like some of these specialist homemade videos you see Of amateur girls um, it's, it, it was not a pretty sight
0: No, it was like John Holmes tearing through a convent That one It was really bad And it, You know, I, I don't you know, place great store in friendlies I never have I'm not going to get panicky about it But we did look awful You know, even in a friendly The defence was shocking all over the place um, The midfield... The new midfield, which will improve, us, hadn't quite bonded together. No. You could see that. Against that, you're, we're not going to see a player like Andre Gray appear again this season. Jesus, that boy was talented. Uh, ten million. Well, I know ten million yeah. for Burnley. So I mean, by EPL standards, once he gets half a dozen goals in that league, he'll probably be worth twenty five. And uh, they, they
1: were a decent side. Shows you where we are. Uh, we've got to say. I think a few things that the game summed up before we move on. I you're right. First of all, you and I have been going to games for many a long year, David. Yes. Many a long year. And I remember playing Liverpool to open the you know, the stand Arsenal for this you know, yeah, testimonials. Yeah. Never has the Gulf been as wide. No. I agree. Uh, Burnley are just promoted. They've got a couple of good players, the rest are tidy mm-hmm. and they are absolutely humped us. Oh yeah. And,
0: and let you know, we can try and put a brief spin on it. Uh if you only take our goal and you ignore absolutely everything else, mm-hmm. it was pretty good. It was, yeah. See, at times, like for about two minutes, yeah. it was good. See, but if you take the report in Scotland approach to report the Celtic match, yeah, where you basically start off from the point you want to get to, which is, oh, aren't they great? And you ignore absolutely everything else or blame it on the ref. And then you begin to to get to to where, yeah. what we, we could be doing. But unfortunately we Rangers fans we don't do that. You know, we actually look at it and go,
1: Christ we were shit. I think it was a bit alarming and I'm hoping we work on this. It's, it's the thing we will take from the game of hope. Is it, Warbs has got a fantastic passing move style. Yeah, I like it, it's the future. Let's face it, we can't go back. No. This is how football's played. How easily though did Burnley force us to hit it long? Now, this was hardly Borussia Dortmund's Gagin pressing. Hmm. And within about five minutes, we couldn't trap the ball, get it under control, and we have to hoof it. I'm hoping, I think the training ground, with these new players, and they're doing it every day, and it becomes second nature. But we have to do it with more intensity at a higher pace. We cannot be thrown off the passing game so easily.
0: Also, like, yeah, I'd agree with that. And also, if a team, though, presses you, and again, we probably won't play a side who can do it as well as Burnley did. If we are playing a side who are, say, having a great day and they're really on their pressing game and they're right up for it, you have to be braver. You can't then go, everybody's marked, we'll hit it long. That's when the movement has to go up a notch. That's when you have to trust that you'll pass to a a teammate. Yes. This is something you and I have touched upon before, about one of the, the things with the English international team where it doesn't, they don't trust their teammate to be able to receive a pass controller, even with someone close to him, obviously not somebody right up his arse, but the top teams do that, you know, they'll go, it's okay, I can pass to him, because I know that he'll be able to bring the ball under control and deal with it. If it always goes, somebody presses as well, you know, because teams will press us and we'll just cut through them, but if they press as well, we have to be able to say, okay, the pressing is us retain possession, and... You know we'll start to knock it around and we'll draw the sting, and it was a good lesson in that. And you know you can only learn uh, from lessons. That, that's the only thing I'd say. If you can be taught a lesson and if you learn from it, it was valuable. If you do it again, it's on you. Then you know that I then it wasn't so, valuable.
1: But but as I say, it was a, a bit of a eye opener for people of our generation or my generation who always saw Rangers as a massive club in a small league, but the gap wasn't so big to other big clubs around Europe. Now you see the money really kicking in, yeah. and you're starting to see, with SPL results, like the teams have lost to, and the teams, what's happened in Europe the last few seasons,
0: Yeah,
1: you've seen that the SPL has gone backwards rapidly. Mm-hmm. And you see where we are now, and it is quite an eye-opener. It's quite frightening how, I mean, you're talking about something as simple as the group stage of the Europa League, it's something that now seems like climbing Mount Everest.
0: Yeah, never mind the Champions League. I mean, you see that yeah. with the, the Hearts result. And I'm not, I'm honestly not slagging Hearts, but you can't blame money for losing to the fourth best team in Malta.
1: No, that's that, the style of football. Yeah, that's, that's that, Unable to hold that's on to the ball. Yeah,
0: the, the problem. In that, and it, that's not a freak result. And it's not an out of the blue result.
1: It's what you said. It's exactly the Hearts thing. I read the match reports. The Maltese team pressed them and the Hearts lumped it and gave away possession. Yeah, and they couldn't put the, the ball...
0: The rest of yeah. the world football is moving on from that shit, and uh, unless you are very good at it, uh, and Scottish teams tend not to be because we don't have the physical. Very rarely, I, I can think of many Scottish teams that will out physical um, most continental things. But but in terms of England, Aston Villa and the Championship have just spent twelve million on Ross McCormick, and A the fact that Ross McCormick is valued at twelve million, and B the fact that somebody would pay it in the Championship, that that shows you the gulf
1: Yeah, well, we're now already operating at League 1 level yeah. in terms of bringing players in and even that with the trickle down God knows how long we'll be able to pick up anyone from England literally yeah. even League 1 or 2 the, the clock's ticking on that as well, well so, that's,
0: that's why the Barton and Rossiter signings are so exciting I think
1: because we'll get money back, back to roster, especially he'll go for millions yeah, he'll be, um, he'll great be signing business. fantastic signing but
0: uh, right okay well one last thing then before we uh, subject our listeners to, to your pitch in the middle section um New strips, a lot of excitement this week when it was revealed that uh, companies were taking delivery of the new kit. Um, Before it was revealed that, basically, Puma and Mike Ashley had acted without the the express will of the club or the express assent of the club to put the kits into the shop. And there's talk from Rangers uh, emanating on the PA wires this evening as we're recording Thursday evening that uh, the club are even considering... Bringing out their own strip later in the season Just completely ditching it And I think the feeling has been that It was always going to end up in court So now both team, both sides are just doing stuff That they know the other will react to uh, Simple message I suppose Scott It remains the same Don't buy the kit You're funding Mike Ashley You're not funding Rangers
1: We, we, we both individually tweeted last night To the people that follow us on social media Don't buy a strip uh, It's that simple The club have made it clear um, It's a con job Complain, utter carve-up. Don't be part of it. No. And finally, kudos to Greaves. Yes, I've heard, yes. And, I've heard a lot of people saying they had to. They had to. They didn't have to. They took a commercial decision well, which wasn't in their best interest. Well,
0: explain to people who, who maybe aren't aware. Greaves are, you know, for those of you who maybe, I know we've got a lot of international listeners, Greaves are a bit of an institution, independent sports shop in Glasgow. It's always a place you could have, in you know, younger days before the internet, get your fancy foreign strips. But, uh they have said that they will not sell the kits while Rangers are unhappy with that aspect of it, saying that you know they they support local, they're a local business and they support local businesses. It was a very principled stand, and yes. I think one that's to be admired. So if you are uh, going to be spending a few pennies on a football top uh, or any sporting good, uh, then don't don't. I mean, don't go to Post Direct anyway, but don't go to the others if you can. Give Greaves a bit of custom, because that was a really, really brave and cool and admirable thing to do, I think.
1: And there are things out there. There are strips by Linebrand, okay? Yeah. There are strips available, retro tops maybe. There are, you know, go back to your wardrobe and dig out the old ranger's yeah, tops. That's
0: it. go back to that. And then the money, if you... The, I hear from some people they say, well, at least the club gets something from it. And I'm like, well, I tell you what, for the amount that the club get, don't buy the top. Give give Rangers, you know, buy go to the match and buy two uh Rising Stars yeah. tickets, and you've already given far more than you would from the kit. Yeah. So don't don't give me that pish. If you're buying the kit's because you want to buy the kit and you yeah. don't care. And that's okay, yeah. but at least say that. At least say I'm buying the kit because I want to own it and I really don't give a fuck about any of the rest of this but but be honest at least say that it is slightly different with kids and I do understand that and you know I don't have kids because you know as Scott will tell you can't stand them but I do understand that it's a you different quite like oldest, You quite like my
1: eldest You quite like
0: my eldest I like your youngest as well you do. You it's quite. just. It's just that your eldest loves me. She's going to be one in my army of my, my army of darkness when I'm older. She'll she'll have a special place you know. Like um, weirdly, I don't like kids, but kids like me. I'm sort of like the anti-pipe Piper. I'm walking away, going fuck off, and they all follow me. But. One day, I, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a gang of youngsters who will go and take over the world for me. I've told you, every year on this pod, I don't know how it's going to happen, but there will be a weird confluence of circumstances that sees me running things. And anyone who doesn't believe that, look at fucking 2016 there is no other reasonable explanation than everything's moving, the tectonic plates are moving, and one day I am going to be supreme overlord Dictator. And, and and Laura will have an important role to play in that. Well,
1: on that bombshell.
0: That's a, that's a tad worrying for you. Don't worry, I'm pretty sure she'd ensure that you were put into some sort of decent home.
1: Well, that is a euphemism. <laughs> you know, Daddy's going to a special home. He yes, won't be back. We'll da, never see yes, him again.
0: I, I have accommodated father. Uh, he, he's no longer an issue.
1: Yes, I'm a bit worried about the way this is going. Um, but yes. No, um, no,
0: not nothing, nothing dodgy. You know, I'll, I, you know me. I'll retire to a big house with dogs. Um, but so like now, then. Yeah, pretty much. But I will need, you know, bright young foot soldiers to go out and enact my um, helpful. But possibly, on the surface, brutal
1: policies. Well, I've got a question about that, right? Yeah, go on. Won't your policies consist of roughly buying Diet Pepsi, old football tops on the internet, and watching Netflix? No, no,
0: that'll be how I fill my days. Um, My policies will have far more damaging effects on the day-to-day lives of common people. Um, You know my view, right? Normal salt of the earth people. You know you know the type I mean, right? You can't stand them, can you? No. And no. they don't like thinking. It's clear, yeah. right? It there's too much. And and I'm sure some of you out there are listening go, I like thinking. I'm clear No you don't, right? No, you don't. It's a pain. Admit it, right? You don't want to have to do it. What you want is someone to just say, Shh, don't worry about it, I've taken care of it. Okay? And that's what I'll do. And in return, you'll have a nice, happy, easy life with very little to worry about so long as you rigorously follow the rules which have been set down and will be repeated every day at the four, six, eight, and 10 bulletins where I shall address the nation to be worshipped. I don't think that's an unreasonable price to pay for me taking away this onerous burden from the little people. That's actually touching. Mm, I, I'm only doing it for other people. It's not 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 for my own, uh, my own no. personal thing. It's not like I I have nothing to gain from this. Let's be honest. I just feel that I should leave my mark on on society, <laughs> I, and I just having you know, grown up in Great Britain, I just want when I die, David Land to 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 hark back to that.
1: And I'm, I'm sure in many ways it will, apart from the security police.
0: Oh, do you know the, the brutal repression of, of any dissent, I would have said as a... Again, I think just a, an acceptable price to pay for nice lives where you can leave your doors unlocked and all that shite. And that was where we lost Scott. So... I'm very sorry. Uh for some reason the file corrupted halfway through and it happens occasionally and when it does we normally are able to recover it. But honest to Christ, I genuinely don't think that the anonymous crew could fix this. It is gone, it is lost, it is in the ether. And it is a real shame because it was hilarious. It's gonna be the smile sessions of the modern pod. Uh, world. It's going to be the the great lost treasure. It's going to be the the thing that people talk about when they go God, do you remember that? I'm sorry there's nothing that could be done about it uh, It was really good. I'll summarise we did a and Integrity Award <laughs> God, you, you really want to hear it. But um, the good thing is you will hear it because Scott waste not, want not, he'll just keep a hold of them and he'll do them all next week for you so yeah, uh, you know, don't worry, you're just basically a week delayed. What we did do was we did go through the competition. You may remember that we had a competition to decide who would get a subscription to We Are The People magazine and who would then get, uh, thanks to the kind people, at watpmagazine.co.uk, We Are The People magazine, who would get three runners-up prizes of a copy of this month's edition, uh, number 16. And you will get them. It's not like previous prizes because it will come from them and they're nice people. They'll send it out we genuinely have competition prizes from years ago that neither of us could be asked going to the post office to post out. They're still here. People complain about them and say, "Where's my my prize?" And it's here. And they say, "Well, why can't I have it?" You know, like, well, you can get it. You know, if you come and get it, and they'll say, "Oh, i love in Canada," and I'm at least I thought of that before you entered the competition. Technically, this is your fault. So, what I'll do is I'll go through, and I might actually just change who won it because that's what might like. we've we've had more entries. <laughs> We've had more entries in the time that uh, in the time that I've been fannying about trying to recover the second half of this pod, so in a way you've lost something, but out of the kindness of my heart, because I don't want you sitting on tender rooks any longer, I'm going to go through the entries and we can decide, between us, you and me, because it's just it's down to us, this, we can decide the winner. So what we had asked to win these prizes was, if we were to support a team... From out with football, any other sport, even idiot American ones, what team would we pick? And why? We wanted decent reasons and we said, you know, don't go for something obvious like, oh New York Rangers because Rangers. Um and a surprising amount of you did. And it's interesting because it's you go to the trouble of downloading a pod and then you listen to the pod to not listen to the pod. That's almost heroic, going out of your way to not listen to me, and I quite admire that in some way. It it rivals the not listening ability of my wife, frankly, and uh, I I have to admire all of you who managed that, but it meant you didn't win. So let's go through these entries, and uh, I will explain why you won, or why you didn't win, and why, in fact, if your entry was particularly bad, you disappointed me. First up is Ajax. Uh Chicago Cubs bear-related name and wear red, white, and blue. Although Big Scott will probably pick some obscure kabaddi-related reserve team. Decent enough entry, but let's be honest, not not that exciting. Um, it, it's the Lee Hodson of, of the entries. You know, it's there and it's good, and we were glad to get it. But you know, nobody's nobody's buying a ticket, and you're not winning. Greg Blades, the Dayton Dutch Lions staunch logo, and Michael Moles would be proud. Hmm. 54 beats 44. FC Santa Claus of Finland play football, but it's Santa Claus. Good call. And also of Santa Claus in the badge, I believe, which is uh, and play near the Antarctic, so credit to them for that. Poggy Baby said the El Paso Chihuahuas, which I do quite like uh, being a dog lover, although Chihuahuas chihuahua is not my favourite breed. A guy I used to work with, uh, yes, he was one of them, once was reading out the paper, and he said, what the hell does this mean? I said, what do you mean? And he said, who has. What who has? And he looked up and horror went over his face as he realised too late Chihuahuas, Chihuahuas, I meant Chihuahuas. ha, <laughs> So uh no, they're not winning. Jack Hackett's entry, I misread it first, and I thought it was Butte Pirates, but there's actually two T's, which I suspect makes it Butte pirates or butte pirates. And I can't can't get that. Butte pirates? Doesn't make any sense to me. Uh what you try to say, Jack Hackett? Scott Stubbs Botswana Meat Commission, for obvious reasons, that a football team. That's actually in with a shout. Why wouldn't you support a team called the Botswana Meat Commission? In fact, why wouldn't you just support the Botswana the Botswana Meat Commission and everything they did? They sound like a very reasonable and decent uh, bunch of people. Mark Feldman found a rugby team and sent me, you know, a screenshot of evidence of this on a Facebook page, hands and heart rugby team. And while I can see his point, I kind of feel that like they're stealing my gimmick. You know, I kind of feel like that they're, they're infringing on, on what I do. And uh, I'm not so keen on that one. Pamela RFC said all the women beach volley teams and sent me pictures as well. So there's guaranteed at least a runner's up spot there, I think Pamela, uh, just for the lovely pictures. It does certainly seem a sport that has its aesthetic qualities and uh, I don't quite understand the the, the rules, but Quite frankly, that's not what you're watching for. Is it sport that you can masturbate to women's volleyball, Barry Mackay? Alan Ross says it has to be the Denver Broncos, they play in orange jerseys and have a white horse as a logo staunch. Don't they always get beat? You know, I don't I don't know an awful lot about idiot rugby, but I do know that Denver Broncos tended to, to lose quite a lot. Donald Robertson says Cleveland Indians because Major League, and Donald though is cheating because he's my nephew and knows I love Major League. So, I'm not ruling him out. I'm just saying he's cheating um, to to play that card. Uh, Step Up and Play said, Glasgow Warriors, they'll need some support now that all the jails fans are leaving them and returning to Ibrox. Uh, I'm sorry. I will not trust rugby players or rugby fans. I can't trust any sport where you are allowed to touch another man's genitals uh, in the so-called scrum without being arrested. Shane Nicholson said... The University of Tennessee Volunteers, reasons vague and unclear, but he has posted a logo. Um, But Shane, that doesn't work on podcasting, mate. Shane, this is maybe why my podcast is successful and no one likes yours. Bradley Tobin, uh, can't be easy going through life with that name, mate. Uh, There are other teams and other sports. What? Like darts? Fair play. Fair play. Darts, the sport of kings. Everyone knows. William Watson says, easy, American Alpha. D's my subscription. Uh, again, William trying to play to to my well-known wrestling fetish, but was defeated straightforward. Uh, in late, seconds later by Kev Armstrong. who says, "If you were wrestling fans, David would be John Cena. No matter who's in the show, he's always the main event. True. Cammy would be The Rock. Used to be interested, but now floats back in when he feels like it. Scott would be Kane, a big red monster who's good to have around, but always one step below the top tier." Fantastic. The wrestling fans out there are chuckling the rest, you're going, What the f uh, trust me, if you're a wrestling fan that worked. Which is why, Kev, you're definitely getting one of the copies of uh, issue sixteen. So congratulations for that. The winner, though, would have to come from one of these three. And I'll tell you I'll tell you why. Graham Price, right. Teams at the podge support as follows. One, New England Patriots. Colours the same almost. A championship pedigree team that everyone in recent years has all of a sudden began to hate and accuse of cheating once they have a spell of success. Sound familiar? Mm. Two, Boston Red Sox. Arguably, what? Boston? Get to fuck Boston. Three, Boston Bruins. Boston's very. But, 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 for New England Revolution, because with an ownership change, the fans get more of a say and a return to the top flight, doesn't it feel like one could be happening in Scottish football? Hmm. So you are seeing the theme of my Massachusetts background, and there is one more team who plays the netball type stuff and makes green and white acceptable to root for on occasion, some which for... Ooh. Graham, you need to have a look at yourself, mate. You really need to maybe have a wee think about what you did. What you did there, Boston. You know, Toronto's just up the road. Staunch old Toronto. Loads of RSCs. Just saying. William Ross. giving your slobbering man love for Nico, I suggest your other teams would be our brother, who play at Gayfield and Shrewsbury Town, who play at Gay Meadow. Oh, and obviously Scunthorpe. He is gorgeous, though. He is. You're slagging us off for being gay you Nico. I'm not kidding. You know, Nico could turn you, Hefner. Andy McLean. I think the Heart and Hand crew would support the Edmonton Oilers simply because the word Oilers would spark the imagination of the contributors in such a different way. Mark obviously hears Oilers and reckons it's a great new nickname for the poor folk stuck in his cupboard. Scott hears it and reminisces about that time that left him with the voice he has today. David hears it and starts to ponder how much money could be made from it. And Cammie, well, Cammie hears so far as Oil, then remembers where he stays, hates himself and dreams of the day Channel 5 gets installed. We have a winner. Congratulations Andy McLean, you are definitely the winner uh, of that, you win the subscription, magnificent, cami-baiting, that was, that was all we needed folk, But of cami-baiting, congratulations to you, the, the winner of the copies, Kev Armstrong, my nephew for cheating and I think Pamela RFC, so congratulations to all our winners. Very sorry about the the sudden cut off point. Very sorry you missed the Sporting Integrity Award. You will get it next week. I assure you, we'll do an extended one where you'll get this week's and whatever he cobbled together for next week. Um, all that it means for me to do is to say thank you to our competition winners. Get in touch with us in the respective way that you um, entered, whether it be Facebook or Twitter, and we'll get your address to the We Are the People people, and uh, they'll send you out your they'll send you out your winnings. Can I also just say you can get in touch with us, uh, Heart and Hand, the, the Rangers podcast on Facebook, and at Rocks on Twitter, at Scott HartHand if you want to talk to the monkey rather than the organ grinder. Oh, and if you want to talk to the reserve monkey, it's at beat that beat to talk to Cammy. Uh that's pretty much it then. We will thank our executive producer in London, Mr Mike Lee and Mr Paul Miles, and thank my guest Scott Vandenacker who heroically chatted on for another 20 minutes and it turns out it was just a complete waste of time. Have you ever heard a more apt metaphor for the pod than this? My name's David Edgar. Uh, luckily I was able to, to step up and, and deliver a, a Herculean soliloquy um, with your help folks and it's you guys, the little people, who make me what I am. Uh, and and I think we can all agree that what I am is magnificent. All joking aside, enjoy your trip uh, on Saturday to Ibrox. If you go in and enjoy it anywhere around the world. You watch it, and if you feel a bit emotional, that's okay. You have earned it. What we have been through, no other club in this country can understand, and I'm sure other clubs say, oh, you know, you what know, happened to us, and we went out. Nobody had our history. Nobody is more than a team the way we are. Nobody is about your childhood, your future, about your parents, your grandparents, about your sons and daughters, about your past, your present, your future. Nobody is about the way you conduct yourself, the way you want to live your life. Nobody is about seeping into every facet of your being the way that Rangers are to us. And we are this club. And if anything the last four years have taught us, it's that we are this club. We are its shining star, we are its greatest asset, we are its heart, we are its soul, we are its body. There is no Rangers without the Ranger support, but luckily there will always be a Ranger support, so there will always be a Rangers. And as we go back to where we belong and we start to you know, kick arse and take names, just remember what you did, just remember the part you played in this and remember who the people are. Uh, My name's David Edgar. I'll talk to you again this time next week. Cheers. Bye.